This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Doug Karskater out today. 248-539-9797. Okay, so our first look at a mock draft. It was Field Yates, ESPN, and we had a field of players, and it was kind of an impressive field, to be honest with you, that were still out there. And we just had a, a call from a fan who said they'd go O-line, and um, that's just their belief that they think they're easier to project and it's something they're going to need, and he would um, – he would take a pick and put it on the shelf for a couple of years and, and hope that that person is ready to replace, replace Decker or Ragnar or whomever down the road. Um, and that would be that we shouldn't discount it because Brad Holmes might do it. In the field of players we presented, we included Keon Coleman, the wide receiver from Florida State. And he got he didn't get one vote. He got a few votes. Uh, finished fifth in this thing. But I, I could see it happening. <laughs> uh, if, again, he is the highest play, uh, player available, in spite of all their needs on defense. At the end of the show yesterday, I brought up if they were to basically bring back the entire offense, re-sign Jonah Jackson, re-sign Josh Reynolds, bring back the entire offense as is, bring back Graham Glasgow, and then just give up the entire draft to defense, which is this is kind of fantasy thing that that guys in my chairs and fans talk about. But at the end of the day, teams almost never do this and just say, are we going to dedicate our whole draft to defense? I, I would argue that this would be a good year to do it. Um, but there's nothing about Brad Holmes that tells you that's what he'll do and say we're committing to just this side of the ball because they want football players. And they kind of are in a position be damned thing. We're going to find out how committed they are to the philosophy this year because their needs are fewer, their resources are fewer, they don't have a ton of cap space to go outside the organization. They got, they'll, they'll have some, and they'll certainly sign guys from outside the organization, and they, don't, they aren't drafting from his favorable position. But we know Holmes covets the picks and has belief in their system, and their system has got them where they are. I'm just going to be intrigued to see how committed they are to this. With that said, Keon Coleman, we put him on the list for this very reason. And if he is the pick at 29... I understand it from a, hey, great player, and my God, the offense is going to be ridiculous, and I think it's more important to have a great offense and a great defense in the NFL in 2024. Now, would I do it? I just had the choice to do it, and I didn't. But I probably wouldn't lose my you-know-what. Now, offensive line with good defensive players available, 
that would make me a little bit more uncomfortable. Because Keon Coleman, if they're drafting Keon Coleman, I think Keon Coleman's impacting the 2024 season. If they draft an offensive lineman, I don't think he's impacting the 2024 season. Unless they let Jonah Jackson and Graham Glasgow walk. Or one of them walk. Then I I could see an interior offensive lineman coming in and maybe impacting the 2024 season. 248-539-9797. We'll get back to your phone calls in a moment. I did want to mix in some Renwick talk. Look, they played at Edmonton, been doing this for years. I'm watching whatever team it is that's building and trying to take that next step, whatever it is, from a, a below 500 team to 500, from 500 to playoffs, a wild card, from wild card to division champion, and then, you know, legitimate title contender. Whatever that next step is, you're always looking to identify that moment where you feel comfortable and saying they've taken that next step. This schedule coming out of the all-star break felt like an opportunity and still, I'm not going to completely discount it, but they come out and they win in overtime against the best team in the West Vancouver. Then they're taking on Edmonton. That's been, they won 17 in a row before dropping two of three, very hot team and definitely contender in the West. And I'm like, boy, you really send a message. If you go Vancouver, Edmonton sweep, and then they play at Vancouver tomorrow night and win them all. We can maybe identify, is this the time the Red Wings have taken that next step? They get they get housed last night in the third period. They give up eight goals. Wasn't their best defensive effort. Huso gets hurt. Alex Lyon comes in. Wasn't great. I mean, right now, they have to be wondering, you know, how do they keep the puck out of their own net with this personnel? I don't know that they do. Is Simon Edmondson ready? Are they going to trade from outside the organization? I mean, it's not reacting simply to this game. I mean, if you're looking at them, all the defensive metrics, average to below average defensive team, how do you improve there? Probably the most realistic thing is somebody from within house um, gets a first look. Now they get it before the trade deadline. I don't know. I'd love to see it so it can help help you make a plan. But trade deadline's coming up three weeks from Friday, I believe it is. So they got some time, but it would be good to see improvement to the to the blue line to go with a team that's been pretty good offensively. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. And there was this last night: Sprong taking Valeno the stick to the face on Valeno Selly. That was unfortunate. And we've all kind of got that story of a, in a celebration you hurt somebody else. Like Brad Holmes hurt Dan Campbell last year in the draft. I was like, that's a high stick. Oh, wait, it was his teammate. 248 539 Red Wing fans, if you want to get involved, let's get back to your phone calls. Keith, you're next on 97 the Ticket. What's up, Keith? If I was the Lions, I would trade with Carolina because they don't have a first pick. Get their draft and let them get a first pick. Get the more drafts in the second round. I'll go sign the guy out of Kansas City to keep him the back sheet, and then I'm going after the boy from Texas, the defensive tackle, and uh, I'm, I'm going defense because they got enough, enough weapons. They got wide receivers to catch the football. They got a running back, and I add alignment to that process. Other than that, you know, I'm, I'm going defense you can, because that's the Lions' weakness 
is in that secondary in the, in the middle of the interior. That's where I will be gone. Well, let's start with this. Um, the first thing you said was trade with Carolina. Carolina sits there with the first pick in the second round. Um, and we get their second and four. Would we get their second and four. Yeah, would they? Is there a player at twenty nine that they don't think will be there at thirty three, or a player at twenty nine that they want to have that fifth year? that they want to move into the first round and do it. If the Lions had that opportunity to move back to 33 and add another draft pick this year, I'd do it. And um, we just got to hope whatever scenario plays itself out that opens that up. Because uh, Carolina may be sitting there with a – when the Lions are on the clock at 29, Carolina might have five players they love, in which case they can sit tight and don't have to give anything up. But if they really are coveting a single player, they might get aggressive – and move move into the first round. Um, I want to see how many picks they have total. They only have six. So would they want to? Is it worth it for them to move up and then only have five draft picks? Probably not. They probably want to give you a future pick, but um, but I don't think it's a terrible idea, Keith. The Snead thing, even if they didn't have their own guys to sign, Snead would would take up a good chunk of tra- of 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 their cap space. He will be if he gets to free agency. He he's going to get a massive massive offer from somebody, and so yeah, that would be a huge score. And I I talked about it yesterday. Sure, <laughs> give it a shot, but it's probably not realistic. Um, but I, you know they got to win. Huh? They have to. This is this is Super Bowl right now. Anything other than that, you're wasting time. Go for the Super Bowl next year. Right. I'm saying if you don't have the money and others do. It's not that yeah. they wouldn't want him. It's that he's he's going to be one of the most coveted free agents out there. It would take a lot of restructuring of contracts. I mean, what you got to figure about players from Kansas City that become free agents and decide and if they decide they don't want to score the highest contract, won't they re-sign with Kansas City? Like, if they decide winning's important to them, we could sit here and say, oh, he'll want to come to Detroit because winning's important to him. If winning's important to them, they'll stay in Kansas City, most likely. I mean, I don't know any of these guys. I don't know Chris Jones or LeJarrius Sneed personally, but if winning's important to them, unless they hate it in Kansas City for some reason, don't like Andy Reid, don't like Steve Spagnola, wouldn't they just stay in Kansas City? Yeah, but if they have confidence in themselves and the new team they're going to, they can go, you know, it's not like it's not locked in Kansas City's going to win it next year. No, it's I not. I mean, look at Tyreek Hill. He won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs and ended up going to Miami where he thought they have a good chance as well. Got his money, got his bag, and thought he was going to a very good competitive team as well. Sneed and Jones could do the same thing. You want both in a perfect world. Uh, what I if you're, you're Kansas City, yeah. It, but if you're you, know, you or I, maybe we would take less money to stay where we're at in a good situation. But everyone is different, right? Yep. I think we just spoke about Brad Holmes and it, does he stray from his draft philosophy? Does he stray from his off season, you know, free agent trade philosophy where he hasn't made that big splash, you know? And if he were to do sign a Legarius Sneed, that would be something we haven't seen before. Has he been doing this because of necessity, the way the Lions were when he took over? Do things change, like you said? I don't know. It's, it's going to be curious. Judging by his press conference, I don't think he strays too much from what he's already been doing here. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, go for it, sure. Make the phone call. I don't suspect. I, I mean, it, it, we, like we said yesterday, we took the guardrails down and we, <laughs> we wandered off in the, the wild blue yonder. 
I don't know that he'll be available. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. To the Lions. 248-539-9797. Joe, you're next. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I like this conversation. It's uh, later than normal for us Lions fans, but still enjoying it. Hey, I'm looking at the Lions for next year and looking at the schedule and the teams that we're going to be playing. And we're not going to surprise anybody like we did this year. So the strength of our off uh, team has been the offense. So we need to revamp the defense. And I don't know if we can focus on getting veterans that would want to come here in free agency and then uh, use the draft as fill-ins for, for offensive line, maybe uh, another wide receiver. And I, I just wanted to get your opinion on the strength that we need to focus on, uh, I mean, revamping the defense first with veterans since the teams that we're going to be playing in next year are a lot more mobile quarterbacks. Um, and then use the draft to fill in for uh, future needs since we may not be able to sign all our offensive yeah, weapons. I, I mean, look, I don't know how much shopping they're going to do outside their organization. They're going to do some. I I would I would guess that there's going to be a free agent starter somewhere on defense next year. If you, yeah, you take Brad, the rumors, if you, you take Brad Holmes at his word, he's draft develop guy. He he is going to count on Broderick Martin. He's going to count on on Josh Pascal. He's going to count on guys that they've drafted taking big steps forward. Probably more. I mean, you what you brought up would be great if you have sort of endless bank. But the, the, the clues that they have sent out is that they're going to be more than likely to bring back their own guys and do minimal external additions. But I, I, I would suspect there'll be a free agent starter somewhere on the defense. You said guys. So how many free agent starters are you trying to sign defensively? I think maybe two, two, like a defensive tackle and maybe another linebacker. I mean, Anzalone and Campbell, and I don't know what Barnes, I mean, we need somebody that can go side to side as quickly as possible. And I don't know if Campbell is gotten there. Maybe he'll get better in a second, uh, second year, but I think um, secondary, we can find somebody if we're developing, you know, Brian Branch is going to have a good year. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do with Mosley. CJ may come back at uh, last money. So I think the linebacker and, and defensive uh, tackle, Broderick Martin, doesn't feel, come through, or if we keep uh, Levi, I think that's it. And, you know, this guy that we got from Canada, maybe we use him as a linebacker. I don't know if he can play linebacker or rush in and take uh, Pascal's place. Uh, and if Houston comes around, you know, um, I just uh, wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm not counting on a lot of shopping in free agency. Maybe one. You want two? I guess two's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, you know, the indications, the 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 smoke screens out of out, the smoke uh, flares out of Al Park, don't seem to indicate that they're going to do much of that. But maybe they will. 
Maybe they will. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.